0: The scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, he asked him, which commandment is first of all? And Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind And with all your strength the second is this you shall love your neighbor as yourself there is no other commandment greater than these then the scribe said to him you are right teacher you have truly said that he is one and besides him there is no other and to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself This is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any question. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to to God.
1: be seated. So, just to give this text today some context, because you know I am nothing if I am not about giving you some context, this encounter between Jesus and a scribe, it takes place just a few days after Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem the one that we celebrate on Palm Sunday. Right after entering the city, Jesus went directly to the temple and he upset the carts of the money changers and the other vendors who were gathered there. It was an unmissable arrival and one that instantly put the religious leaders on the defense. Well, actually, it put them on the attack. And we see that. In their actions on the days to come. After this first big day in town, Jesus settled into this routine. He would spend the night in Bethany, and he would spend every day at the temple. And every day, Jesus faced pointed opposition from all of the various Jewish leaders. Chief priests, scribes, and elders, Pharisees, Herodians, and Sadducees, they all started coming at Jesus with questions, questions that were meant to trick him into saying something they could use against him. Now, those of us who live here today, so long after the events of the Bible took place, we tend to kind of homogenize all of the Jewish groups and leaders into one because we don't have an understanding of the differences between each one of them. But remember that these were all very different sorts of Jews. They each had different interests and specific beliefs, and they had very different power bases. It's not unlike Christianity today, right? But there was one thing One thing that united all of these Jewish leaders, and it was their opposition to Jesus. So the chief priests, scribes, and elders asked him who gave him the authority to do the things he was doing. The Herodians asked him a question about paying taxes. The Sadducees asked him a question about the resurrection. And then In our text today, one scribe who has heard all of these disputes approaches Jesus and asks, which law is the greatest? This is a devilishly tricky question. If for no other reason than this, there were some 613 commands that made up the law. 613. Which one? is the greatest that's what the scribe asks now it was not unheard of that a rabbi would give a summary of the law but the question asked which law is the greatest that was not a request for a summary the question could be seen as another trap because it sets jesus up to contradict this view that All law was equal. If all law was equal then any kind of human ranking of the law would be to make a human presumption about a divine law. So in asking this question was this scribe just another one that was coming in front of Jesus trying to get Jesus to answer wrong? Was he trying to get Jesus to disparage part of the law by holding one above the others? Or or was he truly curious about what Jesus would say? Now, the text you'll note says that this single man approaches Jesus after hearing the other disputes that had been going on and seeing that he had answered them well. So, I think... This scribe was, unlike the others who had come to him with questions looking for an argument, I think this scribe was truly seeking an answer to a thoughtful question, to a good question. During our back-to-school sermon series, we have been looking at scriptures like these, which address questions, good questions that people brought to Jesus. Questions from followers and seekers, next week from someone who held Jesus' life in his hands, but today we hear a question from someone who seemingly should have already had the answer. A scribe asking a question about the law is a little bit like a nurse asking how best to start an IV, a teacher asking how to do a lesson plan, like my husband asking how to run the soundboard. But you know, sometimes it is okay to ask questions we should already have the answers to, especially when we lift them up to the one who is the answer to all of life's questions. And I think today's question, a question about what is most important, is one that it would behoove us all to remember the answer to each and every day. Now as to that answer, as Jesus often did, the answer he gave at first seems to not even comply with the terms of the question that was asked. The scribe asked for one law, And it appears that Jesus answers with at least two and maybe three. Here's what he said. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is one God, love him, love your neighbor. The scribe, he seems unbothered by the question being answered with at least two laws. In fact, he wholeheartedly agrees with Jesus and notes that yes, these are way more important than burnt offerings and sacrifices. And Jesus is very pleased with this response. And he tells the scribe, he is drawing close to the kingdom. And then, with this particular q a complete, no one approaches to ask anymore. Dr. Feme Perkins, a professor of theology at Boston College, she writes about this interaction so beautifully, saying, even though this exchange occurs in the, in the middle of a dispute, a running argument between Jesus and representatives of the parties and leaders of the religious establishment, Jesus and the scribe are able to transcend the party strife and cross the line of hostility to confess a common faith. Because they join together in the conviction That there is no commandment greater than the love of God and neighbor, they are able to treat each other as neighbors. Because they join together in the conviction that there is no commandment greater than the love of God and neighbor, they are able to treat each other as neighbors. She goes on, both the scribe and Jesus have stepped away from the us versus them categories. Their mutual affirmation is an island of reconciliation in a sea of hostility. Just as the scribe who recognized Jesus' answer to be a profound truth, we too can lift up this question in the midst of whatever faces us during the day, whatever it is that has us tied up in knots, debating with others what is best and right, or simply arguing with ourselves about what to do next. We can lift up this question at any time and use the answer we find here to guide our steps and our words, to help us to see what is important And what is non-essential? There were over 600 laws in Jesus' time to be considered, but they were all merely commentary, just like those classroom rules. They're all merely commentary and interpretations of the simple principles Jesus gave as an answer to a good question posed that day. There is one God. Love him love your neighbor. May we be people of the one true God, those who love him with everything that we are and who show that love by treating everyone we come in contact with as beloved neighbors. May these principles and the way the Holy Spirit interprets them to us moment to moment be the only answer we need to any question we may venture to ask. And may we be people of peace in a world of us versus them, offering reconciliation and love to all people in the name of Jesus Christ wherever we go in all that we do and say. Let us pray. Merciful Heavenly Father, not only was this question posed to you a good one, your answer was so enlightening. It can become overwhelming, the do's and don'ts of this world. But if we center ourselves on these truths, when we come to know that loving you is loving our neighbor, and vice versa. It makes things both easier and more complex. Lord, help us every day, in every choice we make, to bring these things to mind. To ask how is it that we are fulfilling these greatest of commandments, in our words and in our deeds, in our silence and in our inaction. We seek to be your people. We seek to find answers in you. Be with us always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.